0: What's going on, everybody? It's Around the ACL. It's me, Michelle Thompson, here with Anthony Ione and Trey Ryder. And we are going to talk some cornhole today. Once again, we had uh, some conferences this weekend. No opens or nationals, but some good cornhole nonetheless. I know, Trey, you had kind of an exciting weekend. Did you want to tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, we'll talk, yeah,
1: yeah I'm, I'm I'm, excited. You want me to talk about it now, or you got, you got your in, rest yeah. of your intro to go through?
0: No, I want to know. I saw the pictures, and I am intrigued. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was really cool. We kind of got, you know, we've been off and on talking with the Gronkowski family. Of course, those familiar Rob Gronkowski, star football player in the NFL for New England Patriots for a number of years. Now the Buccaneers. Um, Yeah, we've been talking to to them for a number of of, uh, months now. And finally, just came an opportunity. Rob Gronkowski was having an event down in Naples, Florida, raising money. People, you know, um, uh, Tom Brady was there. Julian Edelman was there. Rob Gronkowski was there. Spent a lot of the weekend talking with the uh, Gronkowski family as we kind of had a space for, for donors to play cornhole. And then... Uh, the Gronk family, huge cornhole fans, so we got them playing cornhole a, a bunch. Nice. Julian Edelman was all about it. I mean there was a line of people who paid a lot of money to catch a pass from Julian Edelman and he stopped all of it when he saw Lori Duel throwing bags. He said, I gotta I got a player in a round. So they did a round, and then Julian went off, did his his commitment, came back, and played two full games to 21 against Laurie Dool.
2: Nice. So oh
3: um,
1: he was, he fully was hooked. loving it. Loving it. So um, that was really cool. And then the after party afterwards, we show up. We got cornhole set up. The Gronkowski brothers are all over the cornhole boards and the dance floor. Vanilla Ice shows up. He starts. <laughs> He starts singing, um, you know, rapping some songs, and and uh, he was all about it. He loves cornhole, so it was a really good weekend. I am sunburnt. I got, I mean, you can see the the sunglass line that I got here. It was just, uh, it was, it was, it was hot out there. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a really great, a great luck. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: That's awesome. Oh man. Yeah, it sounds like a blast. Um, I love a lot of those players. I mean, I've never been a big Patriots fan, I'm going to admit. But uh, like like a lot of those players, Anthony, was your weekend uh, anywhere near as exciting as that?
2: No, that sounds pretty exciting. Uh, that's pretty <laughs> exciting. <laughs> um, basketball, again. Uh, this time we were on the road. So we uh, drove six and a half hours to Albuquerque. So um, big tournament out there. It was fun. Um, game Saturday, game Sunday. Made it all the way to the championship. And my little guy, their team ended up losing in the championship to the team they beat in pool play by like 15, 18 points came down to the wow. wire. It was like a two point game with a minute left. So the drive home, uh, we got on the road about seven, the game ended about 7:30 at night. So we got on the oh. road and drove six and a half hours back to Denver from, from Albuquerque just busted straight through. Uh, So it was all, it was a sad drive for maybe the first hour. And then he started to loosen up a little bit, but you win some, you lose some, you know, it's a good, good life lesson.
0: It is a good life lesson. Speaking of, we did a kid's throw two tournament this weekend, which was super fun. We had about like 80 kids show up to play. And some of those little guys, when they lose, they don't know how to lose. (laughs) It was so sad. I'm talking like four and five year olds. You know, I mean, not that there's not teens that act that same way, let's be honest, and adults. Um, but it was just really sad. This one little guy, I think he was four. A lot, he got second in his division and he was crying. I'm like, second place. It's awesome. Yeah. Trying to get him to the podium pick. You know, it was just poor little guy. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of fun watching a lot of amazing kid throwers. Um, pretty amazing talent in that, in that junior league uh, pool. So exciting stuff there. All right. Well, let's get into it. We want to talk a little bit about women's doubles and senior singles. We don't get to spend as much time there, but we know for now, Damon Dennis is swept senior singles at this point, And Renner and Cassidy have swept women's doubles. So we're seeing some, you know, big, huge, heavy hitters there in those two categories. What are your thoughts on on women's doubles and seniors, uh, Trey?
1: Yeah, I I think domination from those two. And and really what I found interesting is, you know, now that we have statistics that are public, which is great, by the way, um, on on the website, we have an opportunity to go through and really dive in and start telling some stories like or putting it together, like why one super interesting thing that I found about Sarah Cassidy is she's top 30 in both PPR And in four bagger percentage out of the entire pro division. But she is top five in percentage of rounds that are tied. Now, what is that even? What kind of statistic does that even really mean, right? Try to put some sense into that. But when you really think about Sarah Cassidy, what is she doing extremely well? She's putting a lot of bags in the hole, she's tying a lot and saying, You got it, Cheyenne. Like, Mm -hmm. go ahead, other team. Play against Cheyenne and beat Cheyenne. That's fine with me, right? I'm just going to wash out every round that I can, put a lot of bags in the hole, score a decent a bit. She's, I believe she's 0. .23. That puts her top 50 or 60, I believe, in DPR across the entire Pro Division. So it's not as if she's not scoring either, but I think she's doing a really great job of being a perfect type of teammate for someone like a Cheyenne runner. So I think that's the story to their dominance um, is just that play, Cheyenne Runner, of course, top twenty in overall PPR. So she is an unbelievable talent. We, we, we've talked so much about her. I guess really the only other team that um, you know I'm, I'm I'll talk about really quickly, and I know Anthony's got plenty of thoughts. Is is uh, Connie Altice and Lori Duell. I think Lori Duell is 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 grinded and and doing a really great job of being a consistent player. I think Lori Duhl is outperforming Connie Altice. And coming into the season, we thought Connie Altice was going to be a top two female, potentially, kind of be Cheyenne Renner, Connie Altice. We had many different discussions about that. And I think they've performed really well, made it all the way to the women's doubles final in, in Las Vegas with Connie Altice not playing her best. Right. So mm-hmm. when she finally gets it together, puts it together, this is going to be a team that, is going to be very scary, especially for me, who has a standing bet to jump through a table if this team wins a national. So I am, <laughs> I am cheering actively against Connie Altice and Lori duel the rest of the way. You guys can take that one to the bank. So, uh, but I, I, in all seriousness, I think it's a team that it's 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 going to be scary, uh, scary to watch the rest of the year.
0: Absolutely, Anthony. What do you have to add?
2: No, I like I like the analysis of giving the bags back to the partner who's hot. I mean, I think that's. A strategy to think about we see that with lopez and richards i mean lopez will tell you the same thing he's like hey i am trying to get the bags back to my partner so maybe going for that air mail over the top to give up one or coming up short on an airmail you didn't need to take and knocking your partner in and giving up those couple points might not be necessary if your other if the other side of the board is so dominant so I, I love that one um yeah al tyson duel for me meeting expectation 100 percent i had them ranked Number five at the beginning of the season. And they're not disappointing, like you were saying, Trey. They're performing better than forecasted. I'm also really impressed with Lori Duell and her level of play. You said it, outperforming Tice, And in both nationals and Dual, top three in all of women's statistics. So she's filling up the hole this season. Really impressed with her. Hunter Moppin in the mix. But to be honest, I expected more. I mean, let's face it. To me, these girls are killers and a strong top two to three team. I really expected them to win a bracket by now at a minimum and really thinking, Hey, you give them two shots at a national championship and they're going to take one of them. So I got really big expectations for them in salt Lake city. Um, They just need to turn it around together. Mopping was really strong at nationals. One Hunter struggled. And then it was vice versa Mm -hmm. at the next one. So if they bring that together, I mean, good night. I think that they would run all the way to the end if they, if they kind of pulled it all together. But yeah, as expected, Renner, Renner and Cassidy, uh, you know, it's really all about them. That They're dominant this season so far. I mean, over two Nationals, two Women's Doubles championships. I would love to see the points against that. I think it would be really eye-opening. They're rarely giving up double-digit points in each of their games. Um, and I believe... They're undefeated this year, Trey. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they've ever hit the loser's bracket, and they haven't been double-dipped, which means they haven't been beaten yet in women's play, which is really impressive. (laughs) Um, Statistically dominant as well. Back-to-back 10 PPRs with Renner, and Cassidy's right on her heels. I mean, it's really a question of who's going to stop them. I mentioned Mop and Hunter, Dual Altice. I think they're the biggest threats, but Streaker and Finley got to get going. Uh, This back half of the season, if we kind of look back to last year, remember Streaker and Finley is really, they got hot at that back end of the season. They won Nationals uh, four and they won Worlds. I still think that they're a threat. Belvin and Sopranit could certainly uh, challenge them as well. Um, But really, Renner and Cassidy, if they win Salt Lake City, that would be three in a row. Trey, can you think of a time if you look at a specific event where someone's won three in a row? That might be the first, right?
1: No, that, that would be the first. Uh, the closest we got was, um, you know, uh, well, no, we did, we did get three in a row by Stacia Pugh and uh, Christine Papke back in 2019. They won the kickoff battle, they won the Cornhole Mania, and they won the Bag Brawl. They were well on their way to win in the final chase, and that's when Streaker and Finley came in. And stole it, and then followed that up with a world championship win. So it was a first half of the season by Packy and Pugh. Second half of the season by Streaker mm. and Finley. So might um, see a so repeat. Maybe, yeah, do we see something similar <laughs> to that? Winner yeah. and Cassidy dominate the first half of the year, just for someone else to come in the second half of the year. That's last, awesome. last thing comment I'll though. Michelle gave us an opportunity to talk about women's doubles and senior singles. And how good is Damon Dennis and how much does he fly under the radar that we didn't just talk a single second about Damon Dennis. I mean, that's all
0: he he does. It's almost like he's
1: so, he's so good. It's boring, right? It's, it's so (laughs) good. He's boring. I love it. I love it though. That's Damon Dennis. I would love
0: to be so good and to be that I'm boring. Like I'm cool with that. (laughs) That's not a bad place to be. (laughs) Nice, do we have time? Him. Do we
2: have time to talk seniors? I, I'd like to say a few things if we have time. Well,
0: yeah. no, I guess for you, Anthony.
2: <laughs> I, I just really wanted to uh, to really highlight Philip Hayden. I mean, yeah. this dude. I mean, he's he, he's in not in the shadow, but his partner is Damon Dennis, right? I mean, this dude is elite, and I think he really showed it in Atlantic uh, Atlantic City. He threw the most rounds out of the entire seniors, 117 rounds, averaged at 10.03. He gave Dennis a battle in that final. I think it could have gone either way. I think we see Hayden in another senior's final and win one. He got one last season. Um, But Philip Hayden, I mean, we don't talk enough about that guy because, you know, it's typically about Damon. but I'd like to give him some props. Schroeder and uh, Walter obviously stepping up their game this season. Um, Really wanted to to, to mention those guys. Chucky Love is really balling with the slick side of those typhoons. I wouldn't be shocked if he won a senior's Uh, a senior's title this year as well. And then I am going to say a little bit about Damon Dennis if I could. Uh, But yeah, so just kind of counting up these titles, Trey, uh, we were kind of looking over the previous week, uh, uh, looking at all the titles that we've had throughout the history. Damon Dennis has 14 national and world championships um, if we kind of look at the modern age where the, the pro division really got started, where you had a specific division for the pro, we can call that 19 or later. He has five seniors doubles championships, three worlds and two nationals, and four seniors singles championships. Trey, I mean, if you looked at any player in the history of the game across all events, I mean, does anyone have more plaques on their wall than Damon Dennis? Right. I don't Not think there yet. is. It's crazy. And the other one, another one to
1: add is one little like closing thought. There is is Cheyenne Renner is one title away, whether it comes in an open or a national or the World Championships from for tying Christine Papke on the all time list for most winningest female of all time. Okay. Women only events. She's um, one title away. Okay. So
0: she will. See if she gets it here soon.
1: That. Yeah, yeah I, she, I think she will. She'll be she just will.
0: fine. <laughs> that that's definitely gonna happen. All right, well, we do need to move on to Morton Corner. We'll bring Mike onto the show. Welcome, Mike.
4: Hey, guys.
2: Mike. So, Mike How are we doing?
4: doing pretty good. <laughs> All right. Good, good, so dream. I shifted gears on the topic I told you we were going to talk about. So uh, that was. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and,
1: and backstage, he wants to. <laughs> he
4: That was my fallback topic to be perfectly honest with you Um, because my primary topic, I just didn't feel was, was too exciting, but I think what I'm going to do is uh, take that primary topic and focus on one aspect of it. So what I was going to talk about originally was my top fives. Okay. So my top five in uh, open singles and doubles, and I didn't look at the women's doubles teams. I, I decided to just take a look at the ladies in general, my, my list of the top five ladies. So um, when I put my lists together, what I realized is completely independent of the standings. I pretty much mirrored the standings. So I, I don't know if that says something about me or, or the standings or the field this year, but i um, I'm just going to plunge into my top five and then I'm going to, What I'm going to do is because I think they're fairly non-controversial, at least the first couple categories. I want to ask you guys to, uh, on a must system, pick one player from my top five that you don't think should be there. So um, in open singles, my top five are Matt Guy, Alex Rawls, Mark Richards, Josh Holland. And Jamie Graham.
2: All right,
4: so you just took my top five. How do I get rid of one of those?
0: Yeah, that (laughs) is my top five. That is my top. five. hold on. (laughs) I know, I know. That's
4: why I said it was one more time. One more time. It was non-controversial, pretty much. Matt Guy, Alex Rawls, Mark Richards, Josh Holland, and then Jamie Graham. So, so let me let me change it up and make it a little easier then, because I no no don't make it easier.
1: I like this. I got one.
4: Okay, okay, go ahead.
1: All right. I will One take Jamie Graham long. out. I will take Jamie Graham out. Put him at six, and I'll put Jimmy Humans in there.
0: Woo!
1: No, wow. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'll put I'll put Jordan Power in there. Jimmy Humans okay. is seven. Jimmy Humans is seven. I got Jordan Power at five. Okay. All right. And part of the reason we forget about Jordan Power is because I I did the same thing myself. I looked through the rankings and I'm like. Oh yeah, no, he's not there, but he missed, he's yeah. that's because he's at 385 or whatever it is, you know, we wait at the bottom because he <laughs> yeah. missed it. But even in open singles or whatever type of singles, I'll put Jordan Power at five. But Jimmy Humans is right on the fringe with Jamie Graham.
4: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I debated personally back and forth uh between Jamie Graham and Jimmy Humans myself. I on my list I had Jimmy Humans uh number six. So all right, so uh the assignment moves over to you, Anthony. If you had to take one out, who would you you take out of that top five?
2: Yeah. So actually later in the show, we're going to go through the singles power rankings. You listed my top five. My ranks were maybe like one or two different. If you forced me to pull one out, it would be the same. It would be Graham or Holland. I, I think they're just so close to each other. I would stick Alex Hicks in there.
4: Really? Okay. Yep. Interesting. All right. So, so Mish, what about you?
0: Same. I had to to pull to out, yeah. Jamie Graham. Although I do think he belongs in the top five, but if you forced me to, that's the one I'd pull. Okay. Um, In terms of who to put in there. I mean, I feel like Trey Birchfield still belongs in the top five.
1: Interesting. Yeah, that's that. That's that. I debated that nonstop. It's like when you talk <laughs> about a power ranking, like, is am I am I really convinced that Trey Birchfield is not a top five player in the world? Like, am I really convinced yeah. of that fact? Because he's had right, two after just two nationals, not great tournaments, right? Two nationals. I'm supposed to tell you that, so I, I I like that one too, Michelle.
2: Yeah, if we were looking at rankings now versus what we thought the rankings would be at the end of the season, I mean, I think it might look a little bit different. But uh, end of the season, I could see putting a tray in there. Not right now, though.
4: <laughs> okay. All right. So, so we're going to close that book again. I thought that was fairly non-controversial top five Um, and move on to doubles. Lo and behold, I think, yeah, I did the exact same thing. My top five mirror the standings right now, Matt Guy and Jamie Graham, Trey Birchfield and Alex Rawls, Jordan Power and Jay Rubin, Josh Holland and Derek Holland. And then I've got Baldwin and Renner. So, um, I don't know mm. if that mirrors your guys's top fives or not, but uh, if tell tell me one doubles team that I've missed. One more time, r- rattle those five.
2: off just real quick.
4: Guy Graham, Burchfield, Rawls, Power, Rubin, Holland, Holland, and Baldwin, Renner.
2: So you literally just listed my five in order. What we talked about last week for power rankings. <laughs> Out- outstanding.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I.
1: If I have to pull somebody, I was trying to find my notes from last week. Um, I think that's the top five. I'll, I'll pull, I'll pull Baldwin and Renner and put them at six, and maybe throw, a, I don't know, a, a Zockline and Halbert in there.
4: Um, Trey, if I could show you my screen right now, it's just absolutely amazing because that's <laughs> my number six is my number five is Baldwin Renner, my number six is Halbert Zockline.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I mean I think that's those.
4: probably what I have to do. All right. So Anthony, what what do you think? Did I miss on any of them or yeah, do it sounds I have to like we're all in the head same and get someone to come take
2: out. No, no, I would take out the same. So at my five, I had Baldwin Renner. I have Zocline Halbert at seven in between those. So the person or the team that I would move in would be Lopez Jr. Richards.
0: Yeah, I'd move into the
4: five. <laughs> That's my next on the list too. So I think <laughs> I think the points in, in the first couple of tournaments have have racked and stacked the the, the teams and the, in my mind the singles players fairly well. I think the standings are fairly indicative of who the top players are. Of course, they're not. They're not one hundred percent absolute. And we've got the anomaly with uh, Jordan Power, you know, being artificially low in the rankings. So, right. Um, pre- pretty interesting, I think, with with those two. So now what what's interesting is, uh, you know, we spend the rest of the time here and let's look at the ladies Um, because there is no no women's singles division and it's a little more subjective. You can look at the open standings and and see where they where they lie. But uh, my my top five closely mirror the standings, but I did go a little different. Um, Number one, I've got Cheyenne Renner at number two. I have Sarah Cassidy three. Kaylee Hunter, four might be a little bit of a surprise, but it's still following the the points and the rankings. Yeti Irwan, who's having a fantastic season, um, and then my number five is where I differentiate from the points a little bit um, and the rankings. Uh, the the fifth best female is Isabella, and I actually slid her out and slid. Miss Connie Altice into my number five position. So, uh, and and just incidentally, the rankings for the ladies um, that I just talked about overall Cheyenne Renner is at 53rd, Sarah Cassidy 77th, Kaylee Hunter is 79th, Yeti Irwan 82nd, um, Connie Altice is 188, primarily thanks to that horrible draw at the first national. But you know, she's she's well down the pecking order even within the women's uh, rankings. So she's at 188 in the points. But I move her up to my top five personally. So
2: Mike, I, I would I would take Sandra. out two.
4: Take out two. All right.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna take out two. I'm gonna take out Yeti and Bella, and I'm gonna move Moppin and Lori Duel up into the top five.
4: Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Bella wasn't in my top five. She was the number six. Oh. Mine was um, Renner, Cassidy, Hunter, Erwan, and Altice. But you would take out uh, Yeti okay. and slide so.
2: in. Um, who was it? Yeah, dual, Dual's outperforming yeah. Altice in, in the doubles. I mean, uh, that's pretty clear. So I would pull du- Dual ahead of Altice.
4: That's fair. I have no no issues with, uh, with Lori whatsoever. She's turned yeah. it up a notch.
1: Altice for me is that team that finishes the regular season in the NFL 12 and uh, no, they finish the regular season in the NFL 10 and 6. And you're like,
4: <laughs> interesting. This
1: team, this team's a 13 and 3 team. In my power rankings, I want to put them and say they are the best team, but there's an element to having to actually go out there and play the game, right? There's an element to yes, Altice is probably the second, third, fourth, wherever best female in the game. But she's got to earn that, right? Yes. She's got to go out there and show me that. And so far, I just haven't seen that within the pro division. So I right. I, I hold back. I, I'm, I'm taking her out. I got to put Maupin in there. I think Maupin? Maupin's, okay. Maupin's a, a, a shoe in for me. And um, the points,
4: she is she is number seven in the points. Her and um, Miranda Coy are tied for 103rd overall, uh, tied for seventh with uh, the ladies and the ladies.
1: Yeah, so uh, – I might leave I might leave Bella in there um I don't know if I necessarily want to take it so I might leave oh but you didn't have Bella um yeah she was I'll, number six. I'll, 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 again yeti irwan's the opposite yeti irwan is a team that goes twelve and four and i say is that team really 12 and four? <laughs> but yeah, they been yeah. 12 and four. They won 12 games. Right. So yep. I, I think I'm going to leave Erwan at five. She's earned that. Right. So I'll, I'll probably take out uh, all tice and, and sneak Moppen in there. And I'm okay with it.
4: Yeah. And and just based on the results, I, I agree with you. I've been a big fan of Connie's after seeing her up close in person a few times. Um, she does have to prove it. I think talent wise, she's in the top three or so. Um, but her results haven't shown it yet. I will say, you know, at some point you have to stop talking about bad draws, but she hasn't had the friendliest of draws, and that is artificially keeping her ranking a little bit low. So, you know, we'll see. She's got the rest of the season to to correct that.
1: At 188th, her, her draws yes. aren't getting much
2: better.
4: Right. She's not going to get a good, yeah, she's not going to get a good draw until she, well,
2: you got to find a way get out of there. Draw. Mish, yeah, we're killing yeah. your time. We're killing your time, Mish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You guys are all fired. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, so
2: Mish, 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 what
4: you think of Ren, I like Castle, Bella. Hunter, Irwan and Altice.
0: Yeah, I like Bella in that top five, I'm going to be honest. Um, so you said you put Connie at five, so I'm just going to swap out and put Bella at five and drop Connie. Um, I really like Lori Duel and Moppin as well in the top five, but I kind of like, yeah, I'm going to go with Bella
4: again, it gets so intriguing when we start talking about, you know, top 10s, top five lists, because I always feel like there's like 10 players that deserve to be in the top five. And there's yeah, some players that <laughs> deserve to be in the top 10. But numbers just, that's not the way numbers work. So um,
0: well, yeah. Pick five. Another thing
4: that I found interesting as I was looking through this is, uh, as of right now, there are five ladies in the top 100. So I wanted to get your guys' take as a final, as a final thought. Um, I'll give my, I'm saving, I'm going to use my prerogative and save my answer for the end, but I'm going to start with Mish. How many females finish in the top 100 by the end of the season? Right now it's five.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't see it getting too much more than that. Um, Let me me tip you off with this little
4: piece of information that might help. Okay, so the top five was uh, Renner, Cassidy, Hunter, Erwan, Sopranit, and they are 53rd, 77, 79, 82, and 98. The players just outside the 100 are Megan Moppin and Miranda Coy, tied at 103, Whitney Martinez at 107, and then uh, Lexi Luna and Deb Odom at 139. Belvin, 145, Dual 146. Yeah, I think that,
0: idea. I mean – I I think a couple more will sneak in there. So I'm going to go with seven. Seven? Eight.
4: Trey says eight.
2: (laughs) I like more. I like more, too. I like more than five. I was just trying to quickly look up last season. I want to say we only had two. I want to say it was uh, uh, Renner and Cassidy were the only ones last year. So to double or triple that this year would be awesome. I say more than five for sure.
4: Okay. Yeah, I I actually am going to go – with six i think there's going to be wow, one
0: six seven, that's eight. Sneak in there. <laughs> six seven eight <laughs> six seven eight six seven
4: eight wagons on that one
0: <laughs> you just can't pick a number can't be wrong uh, all right so all mark it right. down
4: at the end of the season we're going to go back and see who was uh the most prescient on that topic
0: yeah i love it all right well as anthony said you guys are killing my time um so we're gonna move on to the next segment but we so appreciate you mike thanks so much Thanks, All right,
2: Mike. thanks. Bye
0: Mike. Moving into buy or sell. We're going to go through these fairly quickly. So, number 1, even with a missed singles national, Jordan Power still qualifies for the 2022 ACL Pro Invitational tray buy or sell.
1: Buy. Um, I just think he's too good. Even if he has a bad next first game, once he drops into the losers bracket, he's going to shred through it, get some momentum. I still think he has top finishes. He gets into that final eight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy on power into the final eight. Immense.
2: Anthony? All right, we're going quick. I'm gonna buy as well. I mean, if we rewind to the beginning of the season, what was the theme? Second place, second place, second place, second place. Mm-hmm. That shows me consistency. Second places earn you a seat in Airmel City. I'm gonna buy.
0: Agreed. Number two, Mark Richards' 1.02 DPR in doubles is more impressive than Matt Guy's 58% four baggers in singles. Buy or sell, Trey.
1: I'm actually going to go buy, Um, and I don't think I would have bought that at the beginning of this year, but scoring a point against the best players in the world every single round in doubles when it's even harder to get momentum shows you how good of a player Mark Richardson
2: by. Yeah, to me, both both impressive, but we talk about milestone stats. It's 1 plus DPR, 50% four-baggers, 10 plus PPRs. Those are kind of those milestones. Here we have both of them. I'm going to sell, though, just because Matt Guy is doing that in singles, so it's twice as long, so he's got twice as much data, and it's how he's doing it. He's throwing Mm -hmm. 50 plus, 58% four-baggers off of this airmail over essentially any block that's not halfway in the hole. So to me, that was just a little bit more impressive I'm going to sell.
0: Fair enough. In the battle of preteens, Jackson Gore finishes the season ranked ahead of Alex Hicks, buy or sell.
1: Oh, this one was so hard. Oh. It's got to be hard Gore for was, was I know so it's hard. <laughs> I would say the disadvantage that Gore has is being a PDC. He's going to get bad draws every single time. Just unfortunate until he becomes a pro next season. Alex Hicks, I'll go with. So I will sell
2: close, though. Yep. Both kids elite. Both kids tied for six. It is impressive that Gore's doing it coming out of the PDC. So he has to qualify first. I'm going to sell like I was saying. Alex Hicks's resume is just too deep. He's beat the GOAT in big tournaments. He's beat Mark Richards in big tournaments. Trey Birchfield, right? He has so many victims. Gore, hella good, but res uh, Hicks's resume is too deep. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Hicks.
0: All right. Trey Birchfield's 19th rank is more surprising than Cody Henderson's 76th rank in singles. Buy or sell? I'm
1: actually going to buy. I expected Trey Birchfield to be a top three rank in the world right now, and Cody Henderson always starts the year kind of, I don't know. He's just not... Maybe not always. He started last year okay. I just, I don't know. For some reason, I just still think that Cody's game can be such up and down because of his play style that it doesn't shock me that he's not having the fantastic season. It's shocking
2: me that Trey Birchfield isn't a shoe in as a top-five player. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll buy it. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to sell both surprising. But 19 in this field isn't bad. I mean, I think we're so deep. That's still top 7% but Cody out there at 76 is really surprising for me. He was top four in singles and doubles last season. So 76 is out there. I don't think it sticks. I think he drops that natty one. He moves up the ranks quite a bit, uh, but I'm going to sell.
0: Last one, Michael Lucas Jr. and Michael Dingus stay in the top 10 in doubles through the end of the season. Buy or sell?
1: I'm going to sell it. I want to buy it, but I'll (laughs) sell it. The the field is just so stacked. I think they end up like 13th or 14th. I'm going to sell.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to go the other way again. I'm going to buy. I like Lucas oh. and, and – uh, Heck DJ yeah, Anthony. And, uh, they take down Lopez and Richards at at the kickoff battle. Um, coincidentally, they run into each other in Atlantic City. Lopez, Richards win that one. Obviously go on to uh, to the finals. Um, but Richards or uh, uh, Lucas, Lucas Jr. really evolve in their game. I don't know. Dingus looking good. The dude has dropped a ton of weight. He just looks really much better coming into season. I like the Virginia State champs grinding to a top 10 by the end of the year.
0: All right. That wraps up by ourselves. We move into news around the league. Uh, we have another international event coming up. We have the Canada one, but we have a new one, and that's going to be in Rotterdam, Netherlands, August 19th to the 21st. Anything to add to that, Trey?
1: Yeah, real quick. I know we're like we're heavy on time right now, so uh, I, I really just think it's going to be an incredible opportunity for ACL to get into Europe for the first time to have an event there. Um, Anthony doesn't know it yet, but I, I'm going to ask him to go to that because I can't go. So, uh, so, so stay tuned for that. Can't go.
2: Great, Trey, yeah, Trey. You have to good. be at all these things. <laughs> <laughs> that would so, be weird. That uh, would not weird.
1: Gonna, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. Maybe Bernie will go too. I'll send Bernie and Anthony, and that'll be the dream team going out there. So. Um, but no, awesome opportunity for growth to get into Europe. The Netherlands is going to be a great host. Can't wait for that schedule to drop. So, um, yeah, everybody kind of stay tuned
0: for that. Super, super cool yeah really cool we had the southeast conference this past weekend in advanced doubles tanner halbert and jordan camba took first cheyenne renner and justin rule second dalton mclem alex rawls third and william hardman and fisher hamilton took third for advanced singles we had alan rawls take first fisher hamilton second alex rawls take third and tanner halbert take third in the west conference we had peters azueta jr and Ty lopez take first Travis Clark and Cody Clark take second, and Brennan Ballard and Nick Williams take third. For advanced singles, Vincent Frisch took first. Second, Moses Azueta. Third, Bill Hadley and Greg Collins. Uh, All a bunch of players I'm very familiar with. Um, Great job, everyone in the West, Southeast. Moving into our interview, we're very excited to bring on the one, the only, Mr. Bernie Neighbors. Speaking of, welcome, Bernie, to the show. Bernie! stop it.
3: Don't be so dramatic. <laughs> that, uh, that Mike Morton said put me to sleep. That was riveting. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you, Mike. If there,
1: if there could be two ACL personalities that are on opposite end, ends of the spectrum, it would be Mike Morton and Bernie Neighbors. Yeah. Right. Mike Morton,
3: calculated,
1: analytical, brings the, the heat when it comes to. Being prepared with his data, Bernie.
3: Not so much just did just
1: <laughs> roll, baby. Let's, let's, let's do it. Do it. Shows let's
3: let's go. Let's
0: let's go.
1: By, by the way, Bernie, I, I'm I'm sorry for your um your state of mind this evening. I mean hurting, this man. this afternoon.
3: Still uh, still hurting from last night. That was uh, that was brutal.
1: <laughs> I literally, Bernie, I went to sleep and I said, This game's over at halftime. I said, I'm going to bed. No, no way i woke
3: up and i went all right what what yeah no way i knew i knew that run was coming i just didn't i was actually surprised when they got down six that north carolina came back i thought they were done at that point yeah. so they showed some moxie but kansas is better better team yeah. so sad so, that's, all, that's all i got for it pretty upset we had, a, we,
0: had like <laughs> a, we had an unintentional moment of silence right there um so there you go
3: mm-hmm. hope that helps mm-hmm. <laughs> all, right. So all right how we doing how we 20. doing i like i like your little setup here i like trey's little got wichita in the background there anthony's got like nine thousand bags behind is This him.
0: the first time is this the first time you've watched around the acl no it's not the first time i've
3: watched but it's the first time i've been on and i'm waiting for someone to come through one of those two doors behind you michelle
0: No one in <laughs> the closet let's no hope no
1: one comes out of that one yeah
0: someone <laughs> comes out of the closet then
4: uh there,
2: and Michelle's hey like someone's coming out of the- no uh, so bernie yeah. I,
4: I got, something. I got bernie.
2: something for you bernie yes sir um, so we, we were in we were in atlantic city and uh you know we're set up behind the boards we're about to get going live all the excitement's going and then we hear the familiar words that these bags are live but it was a female voice i was like what what is yeah. happening right now That's so funny. um yeah so we That's were actually amazing. talking a little bit and i understand there's going to be a little bit of a change you might be Kind of moving out of the booth, maybe more into a mobile role or something. A little bit, what's more, going a little on bit there? more
3: mobile. Give get Michelle put put Michelle behind the ones and twos, and it kind of allows <laughs> me to be a little bit more mobile. Actually, see what's going on. I, people don't realize a lot of times when we're calling it from back there because of the camera setups and where everything is, you can't see the boards. No. So I'm having to make calls, and I can't really see sometimes. And then I'm depending on scorekeepers to do it. And if they make a mistake, I call it okay. out, and it's wrong. Well, they don't look like the idiot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you'll <Nope>. 100% you.
3: <laughs> so you'll still be on the mic but you'll be yeah, more
0: yeah, kind yeah.
2: of mobile like okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. got you. Still be there. And then, and then yeah. uh is going to
3: be on the music? Yeah, on the ones and twos. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle literally already... brought home that stuff. No, she, like, bought, no, she bought her own. She bought her no, own. No, I
0: bought my own, yeah. Oh, you brought your own? <laughs>
3: Yeah we, yeah, we we figured, I have, I we figured out the practice. model and everything. Yeah, it's a cheap <laughs> model for that deck, but yeah.
0: Yeah, In yeah. I show. learned how to do this thing. You know, if I'm gonna be DJing and my name's gonna be on it, it's got to be good. And the yeah. crowd at the cornhole events—they're t- it's a tough crowd. I mean, they're not easy to please out there. Well, it's a
3: tough crowd because they really want country music, but country music will put you to sleep.
0: Put you to sleep. So I'm trying to figure out how I can. That's why I want to learn how to mix because if I can mix some country into some thing with a beat, then I can keep everyone awake and happy. And so that's what (laughs) I'm working on. (laughs) If I can give
3: you one, one word of advice, one phrase of advice, don't go hard early. You have to build. If you go very hard early, it's you've got them up too high. They're going to crash down. You can't, you can't keep them up there for 30 minutes. You kind of have to build, let it build.
0: I like it. Well, nice. I, I never have time to even build a playlist. So yeah. I'm looking forward to having some time to be able to do that. So, yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll get it down this next national over in Salt Lake City.
3: You got it.
1: Bernie, I got a question for you that people do yes, like. What is, like, can you try to put into words what it's been like to be with the ACL since, you know, like me, like 20? Before 2017, I, when I joined,
3: I thought about this today, I actually and where we are it.
1: now, like,
3: yeah. can you put into words, you really can't, because for people that don't understand, like going back to 2018, and like getting lucky to get on digital broadcast with ESPN three, right, and how, right. how low key all of that was, and how, in a lot of ways, the sport was still kind of in an older mindset, as far as the players, how everyone viewed everything, it does that make sense to you? Like, yeah. It was still very much kind of like, you know, the old boy tournaments like everyone used to do for a decade to where it is now. And you can you can physically watch it becoming a real professional sport. And, and one of the one of the reasons I thought of that was, Anthony, you mentioned it earlier, kind of alluded to it, the depth. I mean, Trey Birchfield being 19th, the depth now is so insane. Right. I mean, the rookie class that has come in. And the depth that that's brought to it. I can't even, look, it, I loved all those players four years ago, right? I love all those players. But look at where those best players are now. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not a knock on them. They are really, really, really good. James Baldwin being a champion, you know, Jordan Langworthy being a champion. Things are different now, you know? And, and like yeah, you guys were talking effective. about Cody Henderson earlier being, what was what was his ranking? 76. 76. Yeah. The difference between now and then is if you're just a little bit off and it happens in every sport with every player. Sometimes you're just going to be that little bit off. Something's wrong in your game. It's not terribly wrong. It's fixable, but it's a little bit off. And with the depth of today's game, that little bit off is probably 50, 50 places. Yeah. Right. I mean, it really is. I mean, with Trey Birchfield, it's 16 places. Right. Mm -hmm. But for for everyone else, it's like 50 places you're going to drop if you're just a little bit off because the kids are just so good. And another thing, and I thought about this today, too, because I was thinking about, you know, people like Matt Guy and Matt Guy for a decade got five points a game just because his name was Matt Guy.
0: Just getting to the board,
3: I think he kind of got that on people. I don't think these kids think of him that way at all. I know they know how good he is. Right. I know they respect him. But do you think Matthew Killer really fears Matt Guy like some of the older people do? I don't think so. Yeah. No, I, no I, but I don't think so either. I, I don't no, think so. but
2: I'll tell you what they're doing. They're still going to open up their bracket real quick, and they're going
3: to go, oh, sure. that guy in my bracket? Hopefully not, hopefully <laughs> not. You know? Absolutely, but I mean. I want to run into that guy later. We've got 256 <laughs> pros. I guarantee you 150 of them see him and say, well, that's a loss.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't think these kids feel that way. And another player, since you guys, I'm on stream of consciousness right now. I'm going. You guys were talking about your top five, and Jimmy Humans. Where'd you have him? Trace seventh or eighth? Yeah, I had about seven. Yeah. Hadn't it been kind of fun to watch him climb the ladder? It's been it's been so different. So you have like the, the Matthew Creek Killers, the Mark Richards, who just kind of blow up on the scene. Now, granted, they've been playing a little while, but they've really exploded onto the scene. Jimmy humans has done this incremental climb into elite status. And considering the depth, that's pretty extraordinary. Yeah.
1: Jimmy humans, people don't realize his debut on ESPN was in 2020. Not right. 2021. It was 2020 with Andy Noyes at the Erie Pro Invitational Qualifier. Yeah. Andy Noyes hit that incredible shot to win yeah. and beat Force Overtime and, and go against Cody Henderson and Adam Hister. Everybody remembers the shot to get them to overtime, but yep. Jimmy Humans had to beat Cody Henderson the next round in yeah. order to get to the finals. Like yeah. that's that's what people forget is stuff like that. And that's when that was Jimmy Humans. Jimmy I mean, that Eumanns.
3: was Jimmy Humans. I mean, Jimmy Humans. I mean, well, for a long time we talked about in our bracket breakdowns that he might be one of the most underrated pros that we have out there. I think that's gone now, right? I, yeah. I don't think you can underrate him anymore because I, I believe he's kind of gained elite status. But he's yeah. done it in this slow, kind of methodical climb, where usually people just explode on the scene and they have, you know, a great start to the year or they have a great, you know, they just kind of like, like once again, Creek Killer and Richards. Humans has been there for a while, but just slowly. No matter who's in the way, who comes in new, he's just slowly stepping up the ladder, and it's pretty impressive to me.
2: I think that kind of models
0: but his game style. Haven't we seen too. though that when those people explode, explode, then, then it can fizzle?
2: So Absolutely. I almost feel like maybe Absolutely. he's in a better
0: position.
3: Absolutely, agreed. All
1: right, I got one last question for you. We're kind of short on time here. Yeah,
3: thanks for bringing Bernie. me on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: last question for you, Bernie. Peace <laughs> out, Bernie, look back
1: through all of the events that we have done. Give me a top one or top two memories that you have being what I would deem a lifer in the ACL. There's very. My, few of I them. mean,
3: mine's still probably what a lot of people's. Brett Guy shot in Vegas. What was that? Four years ago? Now? Yeah, four years cool. ago. That shot to me was insane, considering what it meant, and considering the bags that were basically that would have, as Anthony would say, hole control there, and somehow. Yeah, he didn't take those bags. That was to me that moment um, last year. Off the court, give me one off the court memory too. Oh man, I don't. That you're allowed to put on air. Uh, That that you're allowed to put on air. I don't think I can. You know what? This is going to make me sound like a really old man, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, 2018, when we left Vegas, I was with uh, Ghostfinger, and we were riding back, and we stopped at the Grand Canyon. You ever been to the Grand Canyon? No, I have not. Gotta go. Mm -mm. You know how so many things in life, you you blow up to. They're going to be so amazing, and then you get there, and it's like, ah, you know that was cool, but not what I was expecting. It's way more than you expect it to be. Nice. So that was for me. I know that's a strange one, but for off the court, for me to be able to see the 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 sights and the things I've seen. I mean, I've, I've driven across this country now three or four different times. So you know, a lot of us, when you're flying over, and they're called the flyover states for a reason. You just miss so much of this country, and for me, one of the things that I've kind of taken with me is the fact that I've seen a very large portion of this country now, and that's pretty exciting. Good stuff.
1: Can't wait to kick your ass in Golden Tee next time. (laughs) I haven't played Golden
3: Tee in forever, by the way. Can you hear the rain? Yeah, yeah. If I I lose power, don't. Yeah, it's it's pouring here in Atlanta. Thunderstorms. It's nasty.
0: Nasty. Well, Bernie. doesn't really matter because we got to kick you off anyway.
3: Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you're yeah. on. That was an exciting segment, guys. <laughs> good talking to you, buddy. Hey, we love Bernie. you, Bernie.
0: Thank you. All right, we have our pro singles power rankings, uh, um, turbo mode. All right, so turbo. this is a test. <laughs> Let's go, uh, Anthony. You go first. What are I'm your going top first. 10 doubles power uh, Mac, ratings?
2: Mack Guy at number one. He's won seven of eight brackets. If we look at opens and nationals, dominating in every category. 14 and two on the season, he takes number one. Number two, who else has won both of their brackets in nationals? I think only one person. You can, you can check me if I'm wrong here, Trey. But I think Mark Richards is the only one that's won his bracket both times. Um, he's one of two baggers to win two open singles events. Dude's killing it. Uh, I put have him, have him at number two. Number three goes to Alex Rawls. He's diverse in his shots. He can cut in both directions. I think the best bagger at collecting weak side release on a slice. So he's grab, grabbing bags left to right for right-handers. One of the best push games His his airmail is cold. I got him at number three. Number four, five, and we kind of went through these with Mike. I had Jamie Graham. I think you had Holland here, but number, number four for me is going to be Jamie Graham. I think he's balling this season. The difference for me is I think he's more diverse of a player than Holland. Holland, I think, is is winning the PPR game. He's got like a 10-4-1 on the entire season. Both guys have only lost three games, so it's really close. So I'm going to go Graham at four, Holland at five. Number six, Alex Hicks for me uh, leaping up the list. Um, he was third in his bracket at Nationals one, fourth in his bracket at Nationals two. I think a bracket win is coming. It's inevitable in my opinion. The kid has proven that he's consistent at an elite level with all the shots. I think he's an all around player. If you want to airmail, he's got it. If you want to roll bag, he's got it really good with the slick side of his carpet, which a lot of guys aren't. He can slice, he can cut, he can do it all. I got Alex Hicks at number seven, Jordan power at number seven. We didn't get to see him in Atlantic city, which was unfortunate. That kind of dropped him down a little bit for me because I think everyone else who showed up did show out. So Jordan Power just didn't have the opportunity, but still top 10, in my opinion, at number seven. Number eight, I'm going to keep Tanner Halbert in there. I mean, he is also extremely consistent. He took sixth in Atlantic City, which I am sure he is not happy with. For him, that's an underperformance. This guy is a bracket final kind of guy. And let's not forget, he was a world singles champ years back. So I've got him at number eight. Number nine, the reigning champ for me, Matthew Creek Killer. He deserves a top 10. What, what my hang up for him is he took 11th at nationals number one. So I'm not sure what to think about that 11th. I mean, that's pretty far down for a guy like Creek killer, but he won a national. He deserves a top 10 and number 10 for me. This guy has earned his spot a hundred percent an underrated bagger. Um, that's really not going to show up on the stats that we keep track of other than wins. Uh, he's really turned the jets on at the back half of the season. Fifth at his bracket at national number one. He makes a bracket final at national Two, going through Matt guy. And I think arguably the most cerebral player in the game. Jimmy humans for me, number nine in the pro singles power rankings.
1: All right, I'll go fast. I got Matt guy. Number two, a little bit of a shock to you. I got Josh Holland. I think Josh Holland is arguably the second best player in the country right now. So there's a shock there. Mark Richards at three. Uh, Exactly reasons. You said, Alex Rawls, I have at four. I have Jordan Power at five. Jamie Graham at six. I'm bumping Jimmy Eumanns all the way up to seven. I love it. I have Jackson Gore at eight. Wow, okay. Jackson Gore ahead of number nine, Alex Hicks. Main reason is Gore beat Hicks head-to-head at the last national. That's enough for me to put him ahead of him right now. I don't think that's how it ends the season, but right now – He's ahead of him for me. I have Creek Killer after that at uh, I believe that's ten actually. Yeah, that's Jamie Graham at six, Mm -hmm. Jimmy Human seven, Jackson Gore eight, Alex Hicks nine, Matthew Creek Killer ten. I have no Tanner Halbert in mind.
2: He sits right outside at eleven. Wow! And think of all the names we didn't mention.
0: Whoa!
2: Think of all the names we didn't mention. Yeah. Well, we can't.
0: We can't. We can't. We can't think of those names. We're going into hot takes. (laughs) (laughs) Come on.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Alan Rawls, Alan Rawls, uh, this dude keeps producing. He went through the Goat Matt guy in his open singles win with 11 plus PPR. He gets ACL team captain Mike Ferreira twice at the Southeast Conference that you were going through earlier, Meech, and not giving up double digit points. Also, a conference tournament. Or, let me just go right to it. Hot take, Alan Rawls wins pro singles bracket at the next, this season. He's going to win a pro singles bracket. Alan Rawls.
0: Okay. Mm.
2: All
1: right. I, like I got it. mine
0: Trey. either
1: Rob Gronkowski or Julian Edelman, not only plays in a super Bowl this season, but they win. a Okay. Super Bowl
2: Sneak peek. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> you have a, a, a unfair advantage to that knowledge. Um, and then mine is that Rosie streaker. I think she's been starting slow. I think she's going to come up and we're going to see her in the top rankings for females. I think she's coming back. I know she's got a new bag. She's trying out. Um, I think we're going to see Rosie Streaker at the top. That's my hot take. That's all the time we got today. Thanks so much, everyone. See you next time.